Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He was at the game. He is standing by the Michigan Insider on the Huge Show. How you doing, Chris? Hey, Billy. Doing great. Thanks, brother. Hey, I know you were there in the Wolverine.com team. That's just a that, that's a game that was Michigan's, and they just couldn't close. Yeah, that's what it boils down to, and that's unfortunately become the, the theme in the last few years for this team. And uh, you know, there was a stat out there that when you know John Beeline's last four years, he was like thirteen and six against high major competition and one one score games or overtime games and. Michigan's three and nine since then, and you know part of that is number one. John Beeline was a Hall of Fame coach, right? And he's seen so many situations that he's prepared for anything. And uh, Jawan Howard's just getting started as a head coach. He's going to get better and better in that respect. But number two, they just aren't getting good looks, and they aren't closing halves well. It wasn't just the, the second half of that game. The first half again, too, they uh, collapsed and had a, a solid lead, and it was down to four, and it probably should have been two if not for a missed dunk uh, by Indiana. So they've got to do a better job of concentrating at the end of halves and taking care of the ball so like they do the rest of the game. So it's been an issue. But they had every opportunity to get back into the NCAA tournament hunt, and uh, they blew it flat, flat out. That's uh, all you can say about it, and that's unfortunate because now – you know, you got to win six out of or five out of six or something like mm. that, and you've got four tough, four tough road games. It's just not going to happen. So, I really believe that this team, this team's only chance now is to basically make a run in the Big Ten tournament. Bill, yeah, that's it. Uh, a deep run, maybe if you, you know, maybe if you won three of your last six, right, and then maybe won three games in the Big Ten tournament, you. Right might find a way to hear your name on Selection Sunday. And it really defined, and they had such a good run that this team looked out of it, and then there was a run. So we'll see if there's another one of those uh, to close out the season. They get Michigan State on Saturday night at the Breslin, which would be a nice win for – or at Chrysler, which would be a nice win after – Losing at the Breslin. That's what I meant. I, I said they played at the Breslin first go-around. So we'll see uh, what happens in the Michigan game and uh, the Michigan State matchup. And I just I, I go back to the Indiana game, and it's one of those where you're like, damn, put that away, right? Yep, mm. yep. And the same with Iowa, though, right? This year they were up by seven with a minute and 15 to go yep. or something like that. And you just can't make stupid mistakes down the stretch of these games. And everybody says, oh, youth and so on and so forth. But they're making mistakes that – you know what? You, you haven't. You've been playing basketball a long time. Stupid turnovers up seven, for example. Freshman Doug McDaniel, uh, they're up seven and they're they're playing really well. And uh, late in that game, later in the game anyway, the last ten minutes, and uh, you know he does this no look pass that leads to a break the other way and starts like an eight zero run for Indiana. Those are the things that can't happen, and they just aren't uh, valuing the ball. Now, part of it too, these kids. Doug McDaniel shouldn't be playing 38 minutes a game. You know, Jalen Llewellyn got hurt, and uh, Frankie Collins transferred, So, uh, and he's going to learn, and he's going to get better. But at the same time, they've got to learn how to value every possession. Uh, you know, they're missing front ends of one-on-ones. It was Joey Baker, you know, who's a great shooter. You know, little things like that that uh, that happen during the game that, that come back and, and bite you. If they'd have gotten one bucket in the last five minutes and 12 seconds, two points was all they mm. needed to win that game, and they couldn't figure it out. So it's disappointing, but uh, you know what? It's uh, I'm going to be very interested to see how they respond tomorrow at Wisconsin, if they come out and play like they did uh, at Penn State and just kind of mail it in, or if they continue to scrap, because they did play hard, and I give them credit for that. They did play their butts off against um, – Indiana, and uh, they got to do the same against Wisconsin. Got to beat Wisconsin twice and find 
three more wins, I think they'll be favored against Michigan State uh, at Chrysler. Uh, Michigan's not like Michigan State's a world beater this year, and then somehow find two out of three other ones on the road. But it really starts tomorrow night at Wisconsin. That's when we'll know if this team still has something left to give. Yeah, if they go again about you know three weeks ago, we thought they were toast, and you know they found a way to. You know, here's the Saturday night, and they're gosh, the way they started, the way they played that first twelve or thirteen minutes Saturday night, and then even the second half, you know, coming back and just couldn't score at the end. My God, was that ugly no. basketball with Indiana and Michigan the last five minutes? Wasn't it? Oh my God! Yeah, it was terrible. It was yep. and it, it was and ugly. Like Indiana was. Yeah, Indiana wasn't tearing it up either. They were playing, Michigan was defending well, but they didn't, you know, Hunter Dickinson had one touch, and uh, they were giving him all kinds of attention, and Michigan didn't have a single guy that looked confident with the ball at that point. And uh, you know what? When you don't have that, you put the ball in Kobe Bufkin's hands. He had a great first half, but down the stretch, you could tell uh, just by looking at him and his body language that maybe that moment was a little bit too big for him. So uh, maybe next year that's different, but you got to find some of those guys. Jet Howard had some terrible moments again down the stretch. Everybody talks about him being a lottery pick, but right now all he is is a shooter and uh, doesn't play defense, doesn't play a lick of defense, and uh, gets lost at times and takes some bad shots. So he needs to be better as well. They need somebody, one of those alpha dogs, that can go out and, and get a bucket and, and win a game, and they just haven't had that, Bill. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about the Wolverines and that ugly loss at home Saturday night to Indiana. Let's move on talk about a story you posted three hours ago at the Wolverine.com. Uh, legendary Michigan name set to join Jim Harbaugh's staff. What's the latest on that story? Yeah, it sounds like Shemmy Schembechler might come back and either contribute as a scout in the recruiting office or or some role. We know that he was in and talked to uh, to Jim Harbaugh and to his director of operations and a lot of the recruiting people, and he's been all over the NFL. It's Bo Schembechler's son, obviously, and um, has had a hand in, in the success of some really good teams over the years as a scout in the NFL. So um, that's a name that uh, to watch. We think that happens, if not this uh if not this week, then possibly next. So, um, just another, uh, just somebody else to add to that to that recruiting office. I think would be big. I don't think they have enough numbers there. And a guy like that with experience, who um, who has seen a lot of stuff, and, and of course has the name, I think would be a nice addition to that staff. So, as you know, Chris Partridge is coming back. He is going to coach linebackers. Bill, we have heard. So, uh, what that means for George Shilo, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. So, he's Michigan's linebackers coach last year, and. Um, sounds to me like he'll be moving on, frankly. So um, a little bit of shakeup, but for the most part, they've got uh, the guys coming back that were instrumental to last year's championship team. So cohesion's good. At the same time, Jim Harbaugh has proven that he can plug guys in and make things work as well. Um, we saw it a couple of years ago when he replaced two both coordinators, and look what happened. So um, I think they got this thing rolling. We'll see if they can keep it going after this, this coming year, but they should be one of the favorites to win the Big Ten. Speaking of favorites uh, to win the Big Ten and maybe even to win the Frozen Four in the NCAA D1 Hockey Championship, uh, it's off the radar to a point. Uh, but Michigan hockey uh, this year, wow. a ton of youth, ton of excitement. Luke Hughes is absolutely going to be an NHL star. Uh, your yep. thoughts on Wolverine hockey as uh, they head towards the end of the season and the postseason? Lots of fun to watch, and uh, I think they need to remove that interim tag from Brandon Narado now, and I don't know what they're waiting for on that because this guy can recruit. 
it's clear he can coach. And it's oh, oh, hold on. Fun. Ward Manuel moves. Ward Manuel moves so quick with coaches <laughs> on contracts. <laughs> well, he should move on this one because uh, this guy is, is the answer. And, uh, you know, what? they're going to be young. This is what, what it's going to be like now in hockey. You know, you're going to get guys here for one or two years, and then they're going to move on. It's not like it was when Red Berenson was here and you had your stars staying four years, guys like Marty Turco and Nett and Brendan Morrison. So you need somebody who can recruit, and Renorado's got great connections. We've seen that. You look at what these freshmen are doing now and uh, what they did. They won without Adam, Adam Fantilli, one of their best players, against Michigan State on Saturday night because of the suspension uh, from the previous game. And they've got guys that are stepping up and – Fun team to watch. If they get the goaltending from Eric Portillo, uh, then this team has a legit chance to win it all. And, of course, part of it's luck, as we've seen uh, over the years in, in any uh, single elimination tournament. But uh, they've got the skill, and uh, they're just getting better and better, Bill. Seven wins in a row now, and a couple more series here before the uh, the playoff. But this is a team that's going to be, I think, a one seed when it's all said and done. And the pairwise, I think they're third now, not second. So keep moving up. I think Ward Manuel needs a big calendar and clock on his wall called contract clock time. <laughs> I'd like to see Jim Harbaugh's deal get signed too here, right? And um, oh, Jesus! You know what? I'm telling you, yeah. if Santa Ono, if Santa Ono is seeing all this, and I'm sure he does, he seems to be on top yeah. of everything. I saw his photos touring Michigan baseball's facilities, and haven't yeah. seen a lot of photos of him with Ward. I'm not putting, you know, I'm not reading between the tea leaves. Haven't seen a lot of photos of him and Ward uh, hanging out on campus. Uh, I, I, my prediction is Ward Manuel will take a job someplace else sometime soon. That's just my prediction wow. from the gut. I have no connection. I, I think there's too many things like uh, that you've seen go on in Michigan hockey, both previous staff, this uh, new staff. And I, I look at Bakich, you look at the Harbaugh thing that's been consistent uh, with issues. Uh, Michigan's too big. To have that type of drama. There you go. That's fair. And uh, I'll be honest, uh, it wouldn't stun me, Bill. Uh, you might be onto something there. So we'll see. Uh, he's done great things here, and I want to make that clear uh, that Ward Manuel I agree. was. And, yep, there's no question. But there are some things that, if you have philosophical differences, whether it's NIL or whatever, uh, and to have the president essentially go above your head to you know say that Jim Harbaugh is staying here isn't a good look, no matter how anybody wants to spin it. So uh, it'll be fascinating to see how he responds to that. So, uh, Bill, yeah, like, I, you know what? I, yeah, I'm not going to say that's an astute observation, but I'm certainly not going to say it's it's something that won't happen because, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's possible. First off, you ever saying that I have astute observation about anything you or Skeen <laughs> will never happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't want to say, I don't want to put it out there that, hey, Ballas uh, confirmed that the board's moving no, out. No, I, I don't care. I, I, yep. I, I, think it, I, I think that Ward is kind of like David Brandon. Did a lot of great things mm-hmm. for Michigan, but didn't handle other things well. And, and there comes a time when it's all business and there's time for a change. And I, I look yep. at Santa Ono and I look at this president on top of everything at the school and he makes athletics a top priority through his social networks yep. and yep. his videos and his conversations and his tours and all this. I'm not saying he's putting academics behind athletics at Michigan, but he understands the importance of athletics connected in Ann Arbor and the University of Michigan. Yep. And Ward Manual, things like the interim tag, when they're playing well and you know they're going to walk yep. in and have a shot at winning the Frozen Four and they're, what, top five, top six, it goes back and forth, wherever. 
and, and you're not going to reward the coach. You're, you're going to, and then you're going to, you're, you're going to want to sign the other coach uh, to a deal, and, and then you have the Harbaugh drama. No, enough of that. I mean, come on, yeah. just uh, I don't, you know, yeah. whatever whatever personal differences there are, uh, whatever bean counting you're doing. Uh, let, let's let's keep it moving. You're not seeing this stuff at other schools. You are. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's uh, anywhere. Unfair. I really don't. Yep, I, 100%, Bill, I, I agree with you. And, you know, if you've got to be... Oh, 100% direct, of you agree with me. i got to call... I'm calling Skeen at next break <laughs> when I'm here at Telemore because I'm thinking about you guys in our Telemore Spring Football uh, Summit coming up in May when we'll look back at Michigan Spring Football, the yeah. Big Ten Lions, and look ahead to the season. So, yeah, wow, 100% and astute observation. Uh, hey, Brett, can you... Make Maybe uh, call uh, uh, Washtenaw County uh, Med Center and uh, get an update on Ballas if he bumped his head or something. I'm on it. Hey, I agree with you on 90% of things at least. And, uh, you know, we've been – we're actually right about the Lions. As much as it pains me to admit it when they're on the way to doing, what, 1-6 and six or 1-5 and five or whatever, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, you know, I'm going to roast you at Tullymore. Well, you got the upper hand there, and we'll see what happens next year. Boom. They certainly seem to be on the right path, yep. right? Yeah, and I said 38-31 Chiefs. Chad Henney wow. got another Super Bowl ring, walks out a champion. Yeah. Uh, that guy was tough as nails. I remember Lloyd Carr when I was golfing with him at Hawk Hollow in Lansing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he wanted to meet me for golf. We met halfway, and we were talking about, uh, I think, going into his final season. And he, he told me the story about where Henny's shoulder was popping out and the guy's getting shots and he's not and couldn't practice until they got to the bowl practices that year. I think they beat up on Urban Meyer in Florida, if I'm not yep. wrong. And sure and he said that I, he never had met a tougher player than Chad Henny. Yeah. And uh, to see, you know what? What a way to make a living, man. Uh, to be a backup quarterback in the NFL, you're going to have your bearings and everything else. You're not going to get beat up like some of these other guys. I mean, he had his years starter as well. And I'm sure if you asked him, he'd say, yeah, sure, I'd love to have started. But, man, that's a pretty good consolation, right, to win Super Bowl rings and to be as respected as he was in that locker room. Well, he led a couple of big drives for those for that, those, that team uh, the last couple of years, too. And uh, you saw how much they respected him in that locker room. I can't believe he's, what, 37, 38 years old. It makes me feel old. But the guy was. I remember at Illinois uh, when he was playing down there and when he first got hurt. And uh, he said, no, I'm playing the second half. And he led him to a come-from-behind win and um, just a warrior. The one thing that people will say is that he never beat Ohio State. It wasn't always his fault, man. There were times that they went in there, Mike Hart was hurt, and they had nobody else out there except him slinging it and he had some good games against them but uh, just wasn't meant to be but wish him all the best was always great with us and uh, man no Michigan quarterbacks in the NFL now Bill so it's been a long time since we could say that yeah, Brady uh, retired. I think he's going to be in the Fox booth this fall. Who yep. knows? He's Brady. He can he can run his own schedule. He's uh, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And, you know, Henny, that's why I look at the Lions this year. And we had Lomas Brown on last hour. And uh, one of the betting sites have the Lions close to a top 10 favorite to win the Super Bowl a year from now. And I'm thinking off the 8-2 and two finish, could be a 12-5, and five, you know, 11-6 and six team next year. That might be the number to win the NFC North, get a home playoff game, if not uh, multiple home playoff games. Who knows, maybe 13 wins uh, might get you the uh, NFC North home field advantage. And uh, I'm just thinking this past weekend, could you imagine if the Lions come down that ramp 
uh, in a Super Bowl. My Lord. And but the one thing I'm going to say they're going to need, okay, even with Mahomes and, you know, rolling the ankle again last night and what he did uh, in the playoffs, that I believe the most pressing need for the Lions this offseason is to find a veteran like Henny, not a rookie you're going to go with, not hope you hit Brock Purdy sweepstakes right. like the Niners did after losing Jimmy G and Trey Lance, but that you, you have a veteran backup who can help you win games. I think that's the most yeah. important thing for the Lions during this offseason. Yeah, don't be rolling us David Blau out there or somebody like that with all the respect. Amen. Yep, and they need some defense too, some linebackers. And but you know what, uh, they do seem to be trending up. And I'm still in—I'll believe it when I see it mode because every year is different. And you know, maybe they just—they just got hot, uh, and it's still the Lions and, and everything else. But I do uh, appreciate what that they've done with the culture. This is the first time where I can say they've made all the right moves in terms of getting guys who aren't just great football players, but are great culture guys like Aiden Hutchinson. And, you know, in the past, you would have looked at a Thibodeau and the Lions would have taken him and, you know, maybe he would have had some good years. But um, a guy like Aiden Hutchinson is a guy that you can build your franchise around. And uh, so when they took – it took them less than a minute to submit his name. I'm like, all right, these guys are starting to get it. That culture matters in the NFL too. And when you get, look at guys like Andy Reid and guys like Bill Parcells and the guys that won so big in the NFL – they understood that, and I think Dan Campbell gets that, and that excites me. Yeah, one final NFL note on the career of Chad Henney, the former Michigan quarterback who retired last night after a 15-year NFL career, $40 million in career earnings, and the <laughs> same number of Super Bowl rings as John Elway, Peyton Manning, Bart Starr, and Roger Staubach. There you go, Chad That's Henney. Amazing. That's amazing, and and good for him, man. So, uh, yep, he uh, they showed him with a Bud Light in his hand last night uh, as he retired out. He was behind us uh, in the end zone there and uh, announced it on Instagram or whatever. He said, "I'm done." I'm like, man, what a way to go out. So, good for him. Mm. And uh, like I said, he's got his health. Who knows what he's going to do next? But if I were him, I'd take a couple years off, man, and just enjoy the cash and the time away. And uh, uh, he's earned it. That's what Chris Ballas is doing, taking a couple years off and enjoying the cash and his time away from Doug Skeen and Bill Simonson. That's what he'll be doing. Uh, Just kidding. He's not going anywhere. Chris, uh, we love you, buddy. Uh, We'll talk soon. I will say being here for our Super Weekend at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, did make me think about our football summits we do in the spring, also before the football season and during the season. Can't wait uh, for May when we do our first Tullymore uh, golf Resort Football Summit of the Year. I can't wait. Hey, did you bring your sticks, man? Because it's a little sunny. Was it, 40 degrees up there? No, you know, they, I'm looking here. I'm in the tap room at Tullymore, and yeah. 18, uh, outside of where the trees uh, surround the green, is completely snow-free. So they're they're targeting April 15th, which is their normal opening date here at Tullymore. I have seen across Michigan, the lower half of the lower peninsula, that some courses have opened up. Some are walking wow. only. Few are even doing carts, believe it or not. And here we are on, yep. what, February 13th. Amazing. Crazy. First class, though. All right, we love you, Chris. Yeah, I guys up there. Thanks, Billy. Uh, I will. Uh, uh, yeah, take care, my man. Yeah, Chris Bowles for the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, joining us 